This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Saturday Quiz Podcast. I'm your host, John Leary, and I'm here to ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper, and each episode, a different pair of guests put their general knowledge to the test. This week, I'm joined by two people I'm sure you'll know. My first guest is an actor, writer, director, and comedian, probably best known for his performances in The Wharf Review over the course of the last two decades, where, for comic effect, he pretended to be various politicians. My other guest doesn't need to pretend to be a politician because she actually is one. Elected to the House of Reps at only 28 years of age, she has been the Minister for the Status of Women, the Minister for Human Services, the Minister for Health and Medical Research, as well as the Deputy Leader of the Australian Labor Party. Welcome to the show, Tanya Plibersek and Jonathan Biggins. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for, yeah, good to be here. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for for joining me. Tanya, you're the first politician that I've had on this show. Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's lovely. Uh, Well, um, it's, yeah, it's nice to be special. Indeed, and you are. Jonathan, I've had many actors on this show, so you're not special. You're still special. (laughs) No, not not special enough, but I'm pretending to be a politician. Yes. I pretend to be Paul Keating. Exactly. And I think, well, I I in many ways become him. So I think in, in, in many senses of the words... I am a politician. Should I amend my uh, introduction and maybe introduce you as Paul Keating? No, 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 that's okay, because um, actually December this year is the 30th anniversary of his um, ascension to the Prime Ministership. Oh. So uh, there are generations now born in this country who never experienced his um, political skills, but uh, I hope to address that. You hope to address that by... by that imbalance, uh, by being Paul Keating in the Gospel according to Paul. Excellent. And I... I have seen the Gospel according to Paul. I've seen Jonathan do Paul Keating more than once. Well, it sounds a bit rude. They perform <laughs> as Paul Keating more than once. And mm. honestly, it it is like he becomes Paul Keating. You you laugh, you cry, you see the vulnerability of the man as well as the genius. Amazing. It's an incredible performance. He really mm. does inhabit Paul Keating. Excellent. Well, I I very much look forward to seeing it myself. In stark contrast to that, I was rather put off by seeing you, Jonathan, when you were pretending to be the last US president. Oh, Donald yes, Trump. that's my other party piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you have you seen that, Tanya? I have. I, I've seen. I saw the last Wharf review, which was absolutely mm. brilliant, as they all yeah. have been. I think the last one was. Well, I don't know whether I had just missed it because it wasn't on last year and so I was so ready to see this year's, but it, it was just so genius. It was so good and the Donald Trump was just scary. It's scary. funny with Donald Trump, though, because when he was first elected, we used to get heaps of laughs. We'd had, you know, we had the Mar-a-Lago variety night with Angela <laughs> Merkel and Putin and um, yeah. Ivanka. And then the sort of return went downhill 
And then yeah. until he lost, and then he became a figure of fun again. And uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Game, it was game on after that. But mm. around about the third year, he just wasn't funny anymore. Yeah, because it I, wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. But I'd go out there and, you know, hey, it's Donald. And there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and has... Tanya been performed in in the Wharf Review? Uh, Tanya was performed once as a giant koala. Amanda <laughs> <laughs> well, Bishop, who is uh, yeah. known for her Gillard and her Hillary Clinton. Yes. And she's recently added Jacinda Ardern to the repertoire. Oh, She's so a very brilliant. good Jacinda. She does. Oh, Julia made a brief return in this year's as a cat. We did the musical Cats. Who um, was a cat? Julia Gillard, because we were doing oh. the factional cats yeah. of the ALP as opposed to the <laughs> Jellicle cats. And Brilliant. we quickly realised that audiences neither knew cats nor the factional system of the ALP. <laughs> um, but there was current movement. And oh, I enjoyed it. You would have got funny. a kick yeah. out of that, Tanya. Uh, yeah, I did. I, um, I as a big cat fan, right? A, yeah, no, I really, I really was not a fan of that musical. Oh, I think it's, it's, it's very underrated. If you take out the rubbish, you know, and it'd if you be do very it like short. 90 minutes... No, it'd be, be very short if you took tunes. out the rubbish. I mean, it's got, mem- it's got memory. Yeah. Well, you know the oh, famous story exactly. about that? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the famous story it's about a that? song. Andrew Lloyd Webber rang up his father, who was at the Royal College of Music, and said, does this sound like anything? Played in memory. Does this sound like anything? And his father said, yes, it sounds like 10 million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Mm. All right, well, shall we crack into the quiz? Do let's. Do, do you have any concerns? We're yeah. not going to be very good. Yeah, your questions are too hard. <laughs> I never know the answers to any of them. I, really, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Oh, I hope they're super easy for, mm. you know, entry-level dummies like me. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt very much that you're an entry-level dummy, but we'll find out on the other side of this break. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined by Tanya Plibersek and Jonathan Biggins. And this is question number one. In which city is the historic Reichstag building? Berlin. 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 Yeah, it's Berlin. I thought that was a trick question. (laughs) (laughs) No, what's tricky about it? Well, it's just so easy. Berlin. Yeah, Berlin. Yeah. Berlin. Have you been... No, I've never been to Berlin. Oh, oh, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Oh, it's a beautiful city. Really have you been city. in the Reichstag? I have, yeah. And uh, interestingly... In a in a official capacity? N- no, no, just as a tourist. Oh. Um, but I went to uh, I went to Berlin before reunification um, when I was a backpacker just travelling around. I went to East Berlin and West Berlin at the time. Uh, and wow. I went back with my family a few years ago. It's got some of the most amazing museums, uh, um, obviously incredible history of the Second World War and just um, prior to the war, but also fantastic museums that have uh, ancient Egyptian, uh, Babylonian, yeah. Persian art and 
It's a beautiful city and it's just so interesting. There's a, a terrific series of books by um, Philip Kerr that are set in Berlin with a, a character called Bernie Gunther, who's a police officer. Oh, I've read one of them. Oh, oh they're, they're really, really good. Yeah, they're yes. really good. Oh. And the fact that a, a CID kept going during the Nazi years and it's him as a policeman trying to yeah. keep separate oh, wow. of all that yeah. and, and where police investigations sort of co- collide with the Gestapo yeah. and all that. So oh, it's wow. very yeah. and, and it's a really interesting book because he, he is not a Nazi, he's a Democrat, but he's trying to survive, um, you know, at a time when if you, if you were obviously opposed to the Nazis, you ended up dead pretty quickly. Mm. And... So it, it's got a lot of moral elements to how would you behave in these circumstances with these sorts of pressures. It's it, yeah, they're great reads. Gosh, that's a that's a big question. Mm. Mm. And fun Keating fact. Oh yes, he was actually invited to address the Germans on the redevelopment of the Potsdamer Platz. Oh, from an urban renewal perspective, because he knows so much <laughs> oh, about well, urban about design. That? He was actually invited to Germany, and he addressed the conference of urban planners. Another fun Paul Keating fact. Yes. When he talks, when he talks about urban design, uh, I was on a panel with him once, and I spent three weeks preparing to be on the panel, writing and rewriting my speech, doing more research, talking to experts. I was sitting next to him, and I saw his preparation. He had four words on, on an A4 sheet of paper, and he was brilliant. Wow! Mm. Just spoke off the cuff. Yep. Mm. Easy. Mm. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, yes, the Reichstag is in Berlin. It was opened in 1894 and was used by various forms of government until 1933 when it was severely damaged after being set on fire. And it wasn't used again until after the reunification of Germany with reconstruction being completed in 1999 and the Bundestag which is the German parliament, convening there officially for the first time on April 19th of that year. Mm. And you only had four words on a piece of paper to do all that, didn't you? Yes, yeah, I just spoke (laughs) off the cuff. Uh, It's amazing. (laughs) Question number two. Which AFL club had the most members? Oh, no, forget it. Sport. Jonathan will know. Jonathan will know. Come on, he'll know. But I have someone who doesn't know about AFL in the room. Oh, Oh, right. Phone a friend. You you can go to your, your brain's trust if you really need to. Which AFL club had the most members for the 2020 season. Which AFL club, hmm, he said, pondering aloud. Sydney Swans. Had the most members for the 2020 season. Sydney Swans. Like COVID. It's not the Sydney Swans. No, I would have thought it would be Collingwood. No, it's not Collingwood um, either. West Coast Eagles. It is Ooh. the West Coast Eagles. Well done. <laughs> wow. Where did, how did that pop into your head? Well, I don't know. I was thinking, oh, well, if it's none, none of those, and then you think, well, there's only two clubs in WA. Yes, so, very and good. they're a huge. And I remember doing a play called Ying Tong about the goons, which toured for many, yes. many years. You played Peter Sellers. I played Peter Sellers. The chap playing Spike Milligan, Jeff Kelso, was a huge West Coast Eagles fan. And the uh-huh. chap playing Harry Seacombe, David James, was a huge Collingwood fan. And oh, during that days, they would have the radio on in the dressing room. And I thought, how unprofessional. <laughs> Did, they would, did it ever come to blows? No, but I think uh, one year, I think one of the teams might have been in the grand final. I don't think Collingwood and West Coast Eagles have ever played a grand final against each other, have they? I do not have that information in front of me. That's not one of the four words written on my piece of paper. <laughs> I can tell you, do you want to ha- have a guess 
how many members of the West Coast Eagles club there are? 128,000. I'd say 61,000. Well, actually, it's in, in between there. It is 100,776 That's a lot members. of members. That's probably more members than the Liberal Party's got nationally. Probably more members than the Labor Party's got nationally when you think about it. Possibly. Financial. Yeah, the total club memberships in 2020 was just shy of a million. It was 992,854, which means that one in 26 Australians is a member of an AFL club. Yeah. Well, two of them ain't here. <laughs> yes, no. Well, what have I got? I've got a, a Newcastle boy yeah. and a... You grew up in Sutherland Shire? I, is that yeah, right? Yeah, I did. I'm really from the Shire. I don't pretend to be from the Shire. I'm actually from the Shire. You're actually from You're the actually, Shire. Because Scott yeah. Morrison is not from the Shire. He's not. He's from Bronte. But as Keating said, you know, the last decent leader out of the Shire was a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number three. For which category did Yuan Ya Jong win an Academy Award last month? Uh, either the best supporting actress or the director of Nomadland. Uh, yes, no, it, w- best it supporting was actress. best supporting actress. Yes. yes, for do you know which film? Korean film with the, about the grandmother. Well, yeah, she she plays the grandmother in Nana uh, Minari. Oh, Minari is, the, is that Korean yes. for Nana? To, to be honest, I don't know what it means. But it, it's actually an American film. Oh. But it is about a Korean family who, and uh, I think, moved to the Midwest or something like that. She is a very successful actress in Korea. Yes. Um, she's had a very, very long career. And she's been in several uh, very popular soap operas over the time as well. Indeed. And, I, and everybody says it's a great film and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I, it's same. Mm. I, I really want to see it as well. Well done. You're doing very well. We're not going too badly. Question number four. In centimetres, what is closest to a hand measurement that's used to measure horses? Horses. Yeah. So you've got a multiple choice here if you need it. Oh, yes, please. All right. Well, 11 hands is a pony. Anything above 11 hands is a horse. Is that correct? I think that might be right. That sounds about right. I've got this vague feeling it's 12 and a half centimetres, but I'd like the multiple choice. Here is the multiple choice. Is it A, 8.5 centimetres, B, 9.1 centimetres, or C, 10.2 centimetres? I reckon 10.2. It'd have to be 10.2 because, I mean, a horse, even if it was was 14 hands, that's only 1.4 metres. That's not... Uh, hang on, is it measured to the back or the head? Oh, that's a very good question. Mm. It is measured, you measure horses from the ground to the top of the highest non-variable point of the skeleton. Do you know what that is? Oh, so not the neck. Not the It'd neck. Be the hip but bones, do you know what it's called? Back. What the... The shoulder. Uh, the top of the shoulder, I don't know. Yeah, it's called the withers. Oh, the withers. The withers, withers. which is yes. kind of between the shoulder blades. withers. Another <laughs> getting interesting yeah. fact. Reg Tokata Withers was on the, um, when the Whitlam government was elected, was one of the prime movers in uh, blocking legislation in the Senate. And it's interesting because they they rejected, was it, 93 bills in the years of the Whitlam government, more than the total number of bills rejected in the 71 years before. Oh, my goodness. Since Federation. Reg Tokata Withers, named after a horse, well, another part of a horse's anatomy, really, but anyway, should we go 10.2? 
I think you should guessing. go 10.2 because yeah. that is the correct yeah. answer. Well done. And yes, an average thoroughbred is 163 centimetres, which is 16 hands. Yeah, I was going to say that. Or five foot <laughs> four inches. So it's, a, a hand is about four inches. Or it, yeah, it, I was, imagine I was how tall they are when they put their heads up. Yeah, I was going to say, working back from the average source, uh, size of a thoroughbred and dividing <laughs> yeah, by... That, that was the process yeah. I was witnessing Very here. well done. You couldn't you see very it well. happening under the... You know. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I, was, I was counting it on my fingers and toes. <laughs> oh, here's, a, here's a, another question for you. Bon- a little bonus question. Do you know who standardised the hand measurement at four inches in a statute? Someone with small hands, I think. Was it uh, well, it's that bit. It's 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 actually but, the, yeah, it's from sideways. the edge of your, the blade of your hand, um, right. not counting the thumb. That's that that's how high because it's sort of a, it's kind of a fist, really. Yeah, I don't know. Who right. um, I think would it be King George? Not King George. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> Wasn't he in the horses? <laughs> Saddam oh, Hussein. A like, little earlier than that. It was a king. That. A king. Uh, oh, king. Charles king. II. It was King Henry VIII in 1540. Oh, that was my next guess. King Henry VIII. Yeah. Mm. How about that? Wow. All right, question it's number five. He had the time. Who was President of the United States from 1933 to 1945? Oh, um, who's he, Watson? Roosevelt. Yeah. The other Roosevelt. It is. It's yes, so yeah. funny that you said Teddy yeah. Roosevelt, but it is yeah. the other Roosevelt. Who is? Yeah. What's uh, his name? Franklin Delano. Very good. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yes. Yes. Who had his own entrance at Grand Central Station and his own special train. And when he arrived in New York, because he had polio, and they never, no one ever knew. Yeah. They managed to hide it from... Can you imagine that? You can't hide anything yes, from I can. Now. But he had a special train and he would sit on this tall stool with a blanket and he'd wave from the back and people thought he was standing up and the train would then disappear into a service, Amazing. into a tunnel, and he'd be wheeled off. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Do you, are, there, are there members of parliament hiding their polio currently, Tanya? Uh, no, that's what I... I don't mean that. I just mean it. there are... It doesn't surprise me that there were things that were unreported particularly back in the day. Yeah. Well, the gallery had a little more respect in those days. Is this what I we're think, saying? I think Kim Beasley had polio as a child. Oh, wow. Did he? Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's a secret. He must have been pre-vaccine. Yes, the vaccine... Uh, oh, no. He would have been pre-vaccine. Yeah. yeah, 50s. Yeah, he would have been born pre-vaccine. Yeah. Beasley, yeah. Wow. He could jump puddles. Yes. Do you know how many how many presidential elections FDR won? Uh, he sorry. He was oh. given dispensation to go for a third term. Yeah. In fact, I don't think the amendment that limited presidents to two terms had actually been put into the constitution. It was actually after Roosevelt, so there was no restriction on him going for a third term. That's correct. He actually served. He actually won four presidential elections. Four elections. Yeah. He's the only president to have served more than two terms. But yeah, he died in office. Barely three months into his fourth mm. term. Ah, right, yeah. Yes, and he, he, of course, was responsible for instituting the New Deal in the United States, which was a variety of programs designed to produce relief, recovery, and reform after the Great Depression. 
Again, I'm just referring to my four words. Yeah, you're very good at this. Thanks. It's just all off the cuff. (laughs) (laughs) But I do just need a little minute to shuffle through my notes for the next questions. We'll be right back. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. My guests are Tanya Plibersek and Jonathan Biggins. Question number six. What breed of dog was the international box office success Rin Tin Tin? Alsatian. Or German Shepherd. Are they the same thing? They're the same thing. They are the same thing, and that is correct. And wasn't the name changed from German Shepherd to Alsatian around the time of one of the world wars because people didn't want to own... English-speaking people at that time weren't keen to own Yes, something from Germany. Well, the other thing, though, Alsace... It's contested. It was in Alsatian. It was contentious yeah. territory anyway. Yeah. Right. I mean, before the First World War, it was in France. Yes. It? Well, yeah. And then, you know, that was one of the first things Hitler said, we're getting the dogs back. <laughs> we're invading Belgium. <laughs> we're taking back the dogs. So they can be Alsatians once more. Our, our sheep <laughs> need to be herded. I don't think you'd set them to herd sheep. <laughs> No, no, I, that's I true. Think oh, no, maybe we're going to move on now. We're going to move on. <laughs> we're this, move this, is on. Not, this is really Let not me just tell you this. for comedy. The original Rin Tin Tin. Every area is rich area for comedy. <laughs> this is what you've got to remember. Yeah. The original <laughs> Rin Tin Tin was area. rescued from a World War I battlefield in France by an American soldier, Lee Duncan, who took him back to California and trained him to appear in 27 Hollywood films. Wow. But weren't there several Rin Tin Tin? There were several lassies. Yes, no. They well, weren't all the, the same The one. original Rin Tin Tin was in all, all those ah. silent movies. And then his offspring became, you know, Rin Tin Tin 2 and 3, and they continue. His, in his the talkies. continues mm. to, uh, to be bred. Yeah, Rin Tin Tin's bark was very girlish. It was... When they, when they introduced talking pictures, they couldn't use him. <laughs> what about Skippy? Is there one Skippy or is there lots of Skippies? Oh, I think there might have been quite a few Skippies. I think there's I a think few Skippies. And, and some quite of the a bit Skippies of Skippy didn't survive was, being in the sack. Was just oh, a... Oh, just um, paws, yeah. Yeah, a couple of paws On being sticks. puppeted off, string, off screen. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the first Skippy ended his days just little stumps and bandages because <laughs> they'd used him for close-ups. <laughs> Question number seven. Name the daughter of Michael Jackson, who released her debut album, Wilted, last oh. November. Mm. Mm. Was that I the can one picture he, her. I know. He dangled I, off a balcony. No, that wasn't the one, that was one he the dangled sons. off a balcony. Yeah. That uh, was his third child, Blanket. Blanket. That's what that child gets called. Um, oh, was she pillow or underlay? One of them's like Prince or Duke or... Yes, um, one of them was called Prince, Prince Michael. Prince Michael. And the other one was called Michael Prince to confuse things. And the girl was called... First letter. First, I guess the first letter. P. Princess Michael. No, 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 it's not. But her middle name is also Michael. 
But yes, her first name is a city in Europe. Paris. Paris. It is. Mm. Paris. Pots, Potsdam. It's Potsdam. 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 Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> do you have uh, Do you have any clue who her godparents might be? Um, uh, ooh. Close, um, close friends of uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, Did he have a lot of friends oh, at the end? Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor is is his god uh, is her godmother, and and her godfather might be. Any idea? His doctor. Not. <laughs> Doctor, a a child actor, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin is correct. Well done, Tanya. Wow. How about that? They are Taylor and Macaulay Culkin. It's a it's an odd sort of godparents mix. It is. She must be like sixty years older than he is. Covering all sorts of bases there, I think. Mm. All right. Question number eight. Heath Ledger's nineteen ninety nine teen rom com, Ten Things I Hate About You was loosely based on which Shakespeare play? Uh, Taming of the Shrew. It is Taming of the Shrew. Oh, I was going to go for Timon of Athens, but... <laughs> That's not... Yeah, very loosely based on that. <laughs> Taming of the Shrew. Taming mm. of the Shrew. Ten things I hate okay. about you, they even rhyme. Kiss Me Kate, also based on the same Kiss play. Me Kate, also based on... Yes, the film changes the names slightly. Bianca is still Bianca. Kate, or Katerina, is called Cat, but with a K. Petruchio is named Patrick, and Lucentio. Do you, do you have any clue what they might oh. change? Lucentio. Luke. You'd think that, wouldn't you? Skip. Yeah. No, they went with Cameron. Uh, Cameron. Of course. Yeah. All right. Question number nine. What is the correct spelling of the New South Wales Premier's surname? Oh, and there's a bonus point. There's a bonus point here for naming the former Soviet Republic from which her parents emigrated. Well, that's easy. Armenia. Armenia is the bonus point, um, correct? Because it was very interesting. Because when Biden recognised the legitimacy of the Armenian genocide, oh. um, Gladys was asked for comment, and she actually said it's overdue. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that looks pretty good. Uh, Give it to me. What have you got? B-E-R-E-J-I-K-L-I-A-N. Very good. You got it. First go. Well, she's from New South Wales. She's also... Also with a surname like Plibersek. I was about to say. You know, a bit of practice with this stuff. Well, uh, the one of Palaszczuk. How do you get Palaszczuk out of how that's... Oh, that's another tricky one. That's a very interesting one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to spell that. But people get used to saying it. Um, Andrews, I can spell. <laughs> car. Car was easy. Ran. Even yeah. ran. Yeah, yeah, but it could have been R-A-N. Yeah, could have been. Oh, well, because there's been Mike Ran and Neville Ran. Oh, different spellings. Different spellings. Oh, that's a challenge. It's tricky. It's actually very, very tricky. And Peter Costello never ran. Keating. Keating's pretty straightforward. It is. Yeah. It is. Mm. Yes. Uh, she's the, the 45th Premier of New South Wales, having assumed office in January 2017. Yes. And in many ways, lucky to be there, really, when you think about it. I mean, I think if anyone else... For example, mm. when the whole news broke about, you know, the partner, mm-hmm. just to put yourself... If Christina Keneally had been having an affair with Eddie O'B, do you reckon she'd still be Premier? <laughs> I don't think so. 
I um. But you know, Gladys was doing a good job, and everyone yeah. felt a bit sorry for her. So she's, uh, you know, that's okay. Do you, yeah. do you have a comment? I know Tanya has to remain silent, yes. but she can't make any comment. Well, I, 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 w- I will say that the um, premier dating agency uh, skit <laughs> in the last Wolf review was hilarious. Yes, that's another one of Amanda Bishop's new triumphs. That is very jiggling. Excellent. Well, I wish I could say I don't know if I'll get to see that. No, it's finished. Oh, they actually filmed it. You will. Oh, good. All right. It'll be released in the cinemas. Oh, brilliant. Really? Or streaming. Yeah. Oh, good. But I, I'd have to say, I think all the premier have done a very good job over the last 18 months. They've all worked their guts out. Mm, and, and just about all of them getting rewarded with healthy majorities. Well, not so much Mr... Gutwin. Gutwin. Oh, didn't, didn't, didn't he... Not huge. No, uh, it's I can, No, it's oh. about the same as it was, yeah. Oh, I see. So he didn't it's get the McGowan like effect. Right. But I don't know. Is the McGowan effect healthy for democracy? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's really good. It's so good. I, I wish every Labor government that got elected got a, a, a million percent margin. That would be terrific. Well, but the Canadian Conservatives won federal election. They were reduced to three seats and they won the next election. Oh, wow. Well, that's a, that's a little that bit happen? like what happened in Queensland. What's his name? Campbell Newman. Yeah, after Newman's Campbell kind Newman. of he, he, big Exactly. Wipeout. He yeah. had a... He had a big win and then a big wipeout. Yeah. Mm. Could be because he sacked thousands of people from the public sector and tried to cut every service under the sun. Yeah. yeah you can that say that because this is a Saturday paper. Yeah. It's all okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're up to the final question. Here we go. True or false? The Roland TR808 is a make and model of motorcycle. Hmm. I need my 16-year-old son here. Roland Trottier. Well, they make synthesizers it and keyboards. Roland, you're a Japanese musical instrument company. Uh, where they make... It's Norton Triumph Roland. I'm going to say... I think it's a keyboard. So you're saying true or false that it's a motorcycle? I'm going to go out on a limb... So it's false. Very well done. It is 100% false. Phew. You're right. Roland make um, keyboards and and electronic instruments. The TR stands for transistor rhythm. It's a drum machine. Oh, right. Yeah, created in 1980. It was discontinued by Roland just three years later in 1983. It's something of a commercial failure only to have an enormous influence on electronic music and hip-hop and rap a few years later. The 808 has been described as hip-hop's equivalent to the Fender Stratocaster guitar, which dramatically influenced the development of rock music. Everyone Mm. has used an 808, from Run DMC and Public Enemy to Phil Collins, Marvin Gaye, Whitney Houston, Beyonce, Talking Heads, and Kanye West used it on every track of his 2008 album, 808s and heartbreak. Well, there you go. How about that? I mean, you realise that what you're recording this on is more sophisticated than what uh, Sgt Peppers was recorded on. Yeah. It was recorded on an eight-track machine. Amazing. And you've got infinite number of tracks, I suppose, on your garage band. I do. But uh, is this as good as Sgt Peppers? Much better. I think this will go down in history as a... uh, People will still be listening to this in yeah. 40 years' time. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Probably. No doubt. Probably. And they'll be able to say confidently then, Paul is dead. <laughs> 40 years' time. Even Mr McCartney can't live that long. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. We're going to take another little break. We'll be right back. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. My guests this week have been Tanya Plibersek and Jonathan Piggins. Thank you both so much for doing the quiz. Oh, it's been our pleasure. Yeah. Well done. You did really well. Well, you know, got there in the end. And Jonathan, you are appearing as Paul Keating yes. in The Gospel According to yes. Paul, which you also wrote. Yes. And that is on at the Playhouse at the Arts Centre. When? The well, we've got a bit of regional New South Wales. And we oh, have great. the Playhouse in Melbourne from the 11th, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're in Bendigo. Then we've got a bit of a break. And then we're going back to Brisbane Fantastic. for a return season. Oh, brilliant. We, we went to Brisbane pre-COVID and we're going back. I would mm. definitely see it again, and I can recommend it not just for people like me who love Paul Keating and miss his particular sort of showmanship on the national stage, but also uh, it's a good thing to take young people to, to understand some of the, the big debates and big moments in Australian history. So you can either be a huge fan of Paul Keating and just want more of Paul, or you can n- not really know much about this and yeah. still enjoy it incredibly. Excellent. And learn a bit while you're at it oh that's really Mm. cool well that's Mm. quite an endorsement Mm. well thank you so much for doing the quiz thank you for having us us. my absolute pleasure that's the saturday quiz for another week thank you so much for listening if you have been enjoying this podcast please do all the things podcasts ask you to do subscribe rate and review tell all your friends and follow me and the show on twitter and just to clear up a few things in this week's episode, Collingwood and West Coast did, in fact, contest an AFL Grand Final, but that was in 2018, which was after Jonathan had been on tour with Jeff Kelso and David James in Yingtong, so he can be forgiven for not knowing that. Minari is the Korean name for a type of vegetable common in East Asia, which you might know as Korean watercress or water celery. And indeed, former opposition leader Kim Beasley had polio as a child, which, strangely, led to a small panic in the royal family because at the time of his affliction, the Queen was visiting Australia and his mother had met the Queen. Thank you to Cindy McDonald for always writing such great questions. Thank you to my guests this week, Tanya Plibersek and Jonathan Biggins. And thanks to all the supporters of the show. I really appreciate it. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. <laughs>